Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just reviewing. I, someone sent me a space from last night called um, Machi Ape Fight Coin Scam and Alex Hurting People That Adored Him. I just listened to it for about like three minutes. Um, wasted three minutes of my time. I realized wasted three minutes of my time. Won't be listening to any more of that bullshit. I mean, kudos to them. I mean, kudos to them. I, whenever I was really bad at doing spaces, I had to do that type of shit to get more than one person to listen to me. I'm like, holy shit, you know, fucking board apes are rugging right this fucking second. And like, people tune in, what the fuck, board apes rugging? No, they weren't fucking rugging. I just had no ability to garner people's attention with other means. Um, but Bart, uh, did you know that they had a space about you last night? I mean, you were sleeping when this was all going down, uh, so you probably didn't see it. There was a space dedicated to you last night. Did you hear about it? No, I didn't. I didn't hear about it. Uh, normally, you got to pay to run commercials, but I don't remember paying for th this kind of commercial. What was the what was it? What was the space about? Oh, just you know what Bart does for. I don't know. Just what Bart does, dude. Just. You simply existing was enough for them to fire up a space. That's what I love about Twitter space. You can host them about anything. I mean, I'll tell you one thing I'm not hosting a space about, about you, Bark. Bark, you're the most uninteresting person I fucking know. I mean, you're, you claim to fame is fucking a video. I, I, you turn on a fucking video camera. You know, the guy behind the, the, in front of the camera is the one doing all the work. Uh, but you take all the credit for it. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's like a three-hour space. You know, your favorite founder, Triple F, was being a participant. You know, first chance to get these all in there, in the mud with everyone else. Just like, yeah, you know, it's just like, you're working around the clock, Bark. You know, I thought you worked 18 hours a day. I didn't know you were working 24. Um, wait, I, wait, I didn't know my triple found, my or sorry, I didn't know my founder stepped down from being a founder to then focus on uh, Bark. So just absolute kudos, you know, following their dreams, to focus all their attention on somebody else instead of actually being a project founder. Yeah. Um, well, Bart, people are very concerned about you existing in Web3, what I'm noticing. Um, are you concerned about your existence within Web3? Am I concerned about my existence in Web3? Hmm. I mean, I ask myself this question every morning. Uh, am I concerned about myself? You know, they always say, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, but they never tell you, uh, to keep yourself the closest. So I got an eye on that bark motherfucker. I'm watching every move that he does, honestly. He thinks he can just get away with anything and just fucking, you know, walk around here, prance around. But I got a fucking, I got my microscope on that motherfucker. Um, I mean, you've been, have you been watching out for this Alex guy? I mean, dude sits up in spaces all fucking day and just pontificates, iterates, capitulates. I mean, you keep a close eye on that. I'm dangerous, very dangerous person. Um, just doing things, you know, completely not in the open all the time, all day, every single day. Just very, you got to keep an eye on them and you got to host spaces about it. Did you pay for the commercial to be run? Cause that was some pretty good airtime. Yeah. I mean, it ran for about three hours, had 300 listeners. Yeah. It was just about you bark. So, I mean, there, here's, got banned. so here's, here's one thing. It's because he got banned and shit, but there, there is something going on with these, with the, you know, the whole for rock, fuck rock, you know, hanging out with bark thing. And then he, him not wanting to call it out and things like that, that you, you know, maybe you don't know about. Are you working with for so They think you're working with for rock. I mean, are you working with for rock? Oh, Dwayne for Johnson. Yeah, um, yeah. 100%. Well, they're talking about you. You did a picture with Farrakh. I mean, they're oh, they're saying that God. there's something going on in the background. You're pulling the strings. 
I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Park people are staying up at night. They can't even. They can't even sleep because of what you're doing. I mean, you well, I just. Guy, I'm sorry. To, you're pulling I'm sorry, strings. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You know, Dwayne Farrakh Johnson was at Art Basel. Uh, anybody that was within a 300 mile radius of Art Basel is now. I'm sorry. Uh, if we're doing guilty by association, I guess now you are also uh, in that boat as well. You can either just come clean right now. Or, you know, at 3 a.m., there will be a space about you. I've got the – I just screened a uh, snapshot of the space. So everyone included will be included in there. Uh, everyone will be included in there. You know, I'm sorry. You know, they wanted me to, you know, make an opinion about, you know, information that nobody had. Uh, you know, they said, oh, Bart, what do you think about this? I was like, I have no clue. I don't know what the information is. Uh, I have no information. So therefore, um, therefore, you know, just guilty by association. I, actually, you know, I, th I don't think it ends at Art Basel. Anybody that's on Twitter, you know, is now is that is at risk. I'm sorry. I mean, you share a platform with these types of, of people, you know, you share a platform. So therefore, I'm sorry, uh, you can turn yourself in. It'd be a lot easier. Otherwise, you know, otherwise things could get pretty messy for you. I mean, I mean, Alex, I didn't know that uh, I didn't know that I was such an interesting character. You know, I didn't know that there was so much for them to talk about. You know, they could come up here and talk. But apparently not. I mean, uh, what do you? I mean, what are your thoughts on on these kinds of spaces? I mean, you think that they're you think that they're pushing Web three forward? Absolutely. I mean, they're staying up at night trying to figure out what Bark's doing. I mean, Bark's sleeping. They're already pontificating what you're doing. They're planning out your next move. Bark. They're looking what Bark's going to do three steps ahead of Bark. I mean, how else can they push the space forward other than saying Bark's going to do this, Bark's going to do that? They already know what they're up. They're on to you, dude. They're on to you. Uh, Bart, you know, I, I got to take a step back for a moment. And what I think it is, is people, um, you know, when we first started these spaces, like the dog walking space, it was, it was extremely community driven. And it still is to this day. And because um, we got a lot of pushback initially, a ton of pushback from the biggest accounts on Web3 because uh, they were treated as equals. They were like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is bull. Like, they, then they would like, they would discredit the space, like the biggest influencers. Now I'm starting to see like a, a weird narrative shift, Bark, where if we don't even bring up community members now, the entitlement that comes from them, like, oh, they won't let me speak on spaces. That's what I heard a lot about this space, is that we're not allowing people to speak on spaces. Um, so not, I, I thought it was just an influencer thing. I think it's a people thing. You know, if people can't speak, uh, they get pissed off. But I, I, I don't know how you would handle this. How would you avoid this, Bark? Because there's only 10 speaker slots, and we got fucking 50,000 people requesting every single day. I mean, how, how would you handle this going forward? Do you want, like, uh, Elon to add more speakers to the panels? Um, should we – I don't know. I feel like we're very uh, unbiased on who we let speak. We let the, I mean, look at this speaker panel right now. We have some of the worst speakers on the spaces up here. I mean, we've got, we've got them in our backpack. We'll carry them to the finish line. I don't fucking mind. I mean, I've never heard a great take from Chum once. I mean, he makes fucking pixel on Excel. I mean, the guy just works in different, he goes backwards, you know, he takes two, three steps back, one step forward. I mean, he's going fucking, going backwards with his fucking, I mean, who does it? So, I mean, these, these fuckers would never make it up onto your, on your favorite influencers Twitter spaces. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, you're one punk, I mean, some of you have the check mark, so there's one out of three. I mean, you're one punk away and a move to the, to the West Coast before you could even be considered of getting up on those spaces. I mean, do we really, do we not, I mean... Should we just stop bringing people up? I mean, is that what is that what the people want? I mean, look, they're tired of, you know, not everybody gets up right when they request. Um, so I guess now I don't think we can bring anybody up. In fact, I don't even think that I don't even think you can bring yourself up. I mean, maybe we shouldn't just bring anybody up. We just have an empty space. Um, therefore, we don't hurt anybody's feelings. Is that you thinking about that? Maybe that could be the that could be the avenue. 
I mean, here's another growing pain that I went through. I don't know if you experienced it uh, on spaces. Whenever you bring in like the chums of the world, like the bad takes of the world, it, it's actually a hindrance to the space itself. Uh, the space is about the people that are listening, getting information. So if you bring up someone who gives out dog shit information, such as like make NFT art on Excel, uh, people are going to tune out. And, and that's my fault. That's your fault. That's anyone that's adding speakers to the space fault for allowing that situation to happen. To allow someone to say, you should make pixel art on Excel. That people will immediately tune out. They'll think we're pieces of shit because of what we brought up. And so for that, that thought process, right, when you're, you're hyper-focused on the, the information at hand and you only bring up people that are bringing up great information, uh, it's actually better to not bring up anyone. And we tried this and it went off very well. Like we tried doing just like one-on-one. -on -one. I, I remember you and I did it for the longest time. We're like, well, but then you were like, dude, we need to get the community more involved. I like hear from other people. I'm like, all right, let's start adding people. So now we just made it, um, just add everyone. So uh, I will say the conversation is much easier to navigate when it's just a one-on-one -on -one styled conversation. However, um, I think it's kind of cool that, we, that, that more people participate. I think that is cool. But it, it's a hindrance. At the end of the day, adding more speakers is a hindrance because you never know what you're going to get. So getting back to your original point, who should we add? Uh, maybe we should go back to just you and I doing these so there is no type of favoritism because that's what's happening. People think that there's favoritism being played here. Um, they think that we're uh, selecting people to come. Like, I, I don't know. None of these people would make it onto my favorite influencers' Twitter. So I look at these. I mean, bad take. Bad, you want to hear from David? No, no one wants to hear from David Teharis from Clubhouse. You know who wants to hear from David Teharis from Clubhouse? Clubhouse. Not fucking Twitter. Clubhouse wants to hear from David Teharis. Uh, Bart, I mean, why do you think, though, the, if you go to some of these spaces, it's the exact same fucking speakers every single day? Like, you can go check every single day. It's the exact same. Why do you think they, they host their spaces that way? Mm, I, I have probably. It's a good fucking question. Predictability, saying the right thing. I mean, look, we got people up here on stage, you know, every day that could get us get the space canceled forever. I mean, we 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 tote the line, but I mean, that's I don't give a fuck. I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. That's something I'm that that has to be done if we want to progress forward in Web three. That means we need to hear everybody's opinions. Look, we got people up on stage that I don't agree with on everything. In fact, I might not even agree with most things, but things need to be said. You know, you go to your favorite influencer space. I mean, what? They're still talking about the Moonbirds fucking floor. You know, what's Doodles looking like today? Like anybody gives a fuck. You think that's pushing Web3's floor? Yeah. You know, one Doodle sold in the past 48 hours. You know, the floor is down, you know, 0.001 ETH. Okay, like that's news. No, I mean, I'm trying to, at this point, Alex, I'm trying to figure out how Web3 can be pushed forward. Uh, it's not, the old, the old tricks aren't working. You know, the old shit ain't working anymore. I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. The, the stuff that was working in the bull ain't working in the bear. So how do we push it forward? We need to talk to MFers that are showing up every day and new ones, right? I mean, there's been plenty of people that have come up on stage. I don't think they're pushing Web3 forward. I think they're trying to take from Web3 as much as they possibly can. They're not trying to push Web3 forward. They're trying to take from the very community that they say, that they so claim that they love. So do I want those people on stage? Probably not. You know, I probably not. And it only takes a few times of hearing from them to really to, to hear that. Right. To hear it in their voice, to hear it in the things. That... Sorry, I get a call. Yeah. Do you think that anyone really does anybody deserves to come up here? I mean, is that is that a, a given right of Twitter? Um, I believe the more decentralized the space is, the better it'll and. That always wins out, you know? So that that was my goal is like make it very community driven. But I'm curious, I'm gonna ask the audience, how should speakers be selected? I know, uh, Bark, you have half a crypto Twitter block, so that eliminates half of people that are participating daily. But out of the half of the crypto Twitter that aren't blocked by Bark, 
Um, I'm curious to see who you would choose for speaker, or you just choose anyone. Um, that's, I mean, Bart, do you think you should be selecting great speakers, or do you think it doesn't matter? Mm. I, I don't care. It, does, it doesn't even matter the follower count, like, at all. That's not it at all. Um, it, I care about the takes, right? Like, are, are people coming up on stage, are they bringing value, or are they taking value? I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, you play out the, if, you, if you play out that equation over any given period of time, you're going to get the result. You take a little bit every day, eventually you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose everything. You give a little bit every day, and eventually you're going to push Web3 forward. So I, wanna, I want the people on stage that are going to push Web3 forward, that are going to add value to the space, that are going to contribute thoughts and ideas. And I don't, it doesn't mean that I agree with them. It doesn't mean that the space agrees with them at all, but they're bringing a point. They're bringing up information. So fuck, that's, that's, what, that's what I think. But does any, how do we select speakers going forward? I mean, it seems to me that no matter what we do, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, you bring up speakers, people get pissed. You don't bring up speakers, people get pissed. So, I mean, what's the right answer? Hmm, I don't know if there's a right answer. What I do know is that our spaces generate the most hate spaces. And it's like, we have such a small space, like 200 people are participating. Why do you think this space is the absolute loudest on crypto? When, you, when I see like my favorite influencer spaces pulling like 5x, actually, matter of fact, one of them pulls 50x. But then I never hear like anything come from them. Like no one ever echoes the, 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 the messages that are sent out through these spaces. Like we say a message here, Bart, I just see it echoed all over crypto Twitter. I don't understand why this space in specific has such like a loud voice. I mean, why do you think it is when you got 200 people versus, you know, the, the, the ones that are having like thousands plus, two thousands plus, uh, there's no type of message echoed there after that space. Huh, that is weird. You mean like there, there'll be a Twitter space on Twitter that has, you know, a thousand plus people in it, but then, you know, the, the, the hosts of the space put out a tweet and they get 30 likes. Hmm, that's interesting. You don't see those ideas, you know, played out. That's also pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know why are the ideas echoed here. Well, I think there's a lot of people that do agree with the ideas that are said in here. Um, I'm not saying that the ideas are right, and I'm not saying that they all come from. I think there's people that do agree with shit that's said in the space, even though it goes against financial interests, even though it goes against social interests. Right? You you repeat some of the things in this space, you're gonna get slandered. You're gonna get attacked. People, you know, the the they're gonna come after you, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. But people say it anyways. Because I think, I think there's a lot of critical thinkers in this space. I think there's a lot of free thinkers in this space. You know, if you're not a critical thinker, if you're not a, if you're not a free thinker, that's cool. There's plenty of spaces where they're just, you know, they're talking about the fucking Moonbirds floor if you want to go join those. So I think there's plenty of, I think there's different strokes for different folks. But why are no ideas echoed out outside of the other spaces? I have no fucking clue. I mean, why, why do you think? Why hate spaces on the other spaces? They say some fuck shit. I'm just like, whoa, did they just say that? Um, I, I don't get it, man. Uh, what? You know, like, I guarantee, because we talked about those stupid mutant hounds for, like, the past day, that message that was sent out was probably way louder than, even though they were probably talked to another space. No other space probably generated such a loud voice for them. I hate that we talked about them. It was, no matter, like, if we talk about things, it just inherently gains a ton of attention. And, like, Fax is just smiling, like, yeah, I knew it would work. Uh, all the Yugo bag holders, they're loving it. They're like, yeah, we'll just say, uh. you know, he's like, I'm not trying to shill, but I got whitelist for this project. I'm kind of bullish on it. I know nothing about it, but I'm whitelisting. I mean, that's what I had to listen to last yesterday. I mean, I got a no, hundred whitelists no just like this emoji I'm pupping. Yeah. No one, no one outside of you guys bullish. Demon, D. Okay, Demon's the last trader in crypto Twitter. I mean, on Ethereum, uh, Running Man still got Solana. He's still trading it around back and forth to himself, suffering from dementia. He goes out for. You know what he does? This is what Running Man does. He goes. 
uh, gets his morning coffee, buys his like three NFTs, goes out for a walk. When he comes back, he sells those three. He, he, he's trading to himself. He suffers from dementia. He forgot about the, the NFTs he had just purchased that previous morning. Yeah, he's trading with himself. So Demon's doing the same thing on Ethereum. I mean, there's no one else trading on Ethereum other than Demon, and Demon's trading with himself. Demon, uh, have you heard about the, the mutant hounds? I, I have, and uh, yeah, they, you know, the, the Yuga people are definitely bullish on that. And also, I wanted to add on to the point where you're like, the power of the spaces, it's very powerful. Because the other day when we were talking about one-to-one -one art, like literally the next day, like we talk about at night, the next morning, like there were like four one-to-one -one art collections, like 300 supply that just pumped, like so something by Anon. And it was like free, free mint to like three. And we heard in this space first. So like, yeah, it's, it's definitely very, very powerful what we speak about here. Yeah, so I think I see it too, Demon. It's really weird. It's peculiar because the, the, the numbers don't line up with like the messages. They just don't. Like you would think it would be like, oh man, uh, the amount of headaches that come from like the, the information that's shared here. Like because people will have an opinion on the information that's shared here, which is important, right? To have an opinion on it. But sometimes like they'll go overboard. Like they'll do like a six hour hate space. Uh, they'll say that, you know, people are sucking dicks if you have an emoji. They'll say that, you know, Barks, he's like a puppet master with Farrakh uh, doing shit. Yeah, I mean, there's just like the allegations just go way too fucking far. I mean, just pontification goes way too fucking far. Baseless claims. All of our claims are based off of factual information. So I wouldn't call that, uh, I wouldn't call that conspiracy theory. I'd call that visionary. I think that's kind of the difference here. But, you know, we'll get thrown into the conspiracy theory because um, it is trying to predict the future. But... A lot of it is based off factual information. Where I go to these other spaces, these hate spaces, just baseless claim after baseless claim after baseless claim. I want to go over to facts. Uh, facts, you know, you're Yuga, so you're inherently bullish. Have you learned anything about that project this morning? Yeah, I did. We got a lot of questions answered. Um, I learned quite a bit. We recorded it. It's transparently available to you guys. Um, you know, you know, in terms of what you're talking about right now, man, this is very deep content, dude, in fact. And like as to like whether or not you should bring guests up or what guests to bring up, like ultimately it's important for the creators of the content to continue to create the content the way that they feel good about it and the way that they're having a good time. Um, because that's part of what drives a lot of attention to this space is the people who participate, they participate every day. And a lot of them, they do that because they get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And that comes from the content being creative and unpredictable and exciting. And so if that involves bringing up guests, great. If that involves not bringing up guests, I think that's okay too. And as to like what kind of guests come up onto the stage, I think there's like two main things. I think it should be people who show up routinely and they're part of the, they want to be part of the community and they want to have their voice heard. And I think also like if they've put a little bit of uh, attention and time into their profile, like Barks 101 branding classes and also kind of like what's on the timeline, like, you know, is it relevant? Is it interesting? Is it creative? Like that kind of stuff, I think there. And then also um, guest speakers, who are like builders, I think that's great. But unfortunately, like yesterday was an example of that kind of going sideways. And I think that's because, you know, like 
I think when if you're going to bring a guest that you think a lot of people will learn some information from, it's probably best to kind of pull back and just let them speak first and get our answer, our questions answered. And then we can analyze and be critical and we can give takes back and forth and discuss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that was just my personal opinions coming out. They were leaking out. I'm hella bearish on it. I mean, it's just the Board Ape Rents Club. I haven't found one non-Yuga person that was bullish on it, facts. I mean, do you not see, like, the red flags on this collection? I don't want anyone to go out and buy anyone's Yuga bags. That's what's going to happen here, fact. All the Yuga people will mint. All the Yuga people will show it. And the only people that are winning are the Yuga people. Like, uh, do you th Go ahead, facts. You know, just, okay, now I have more information on the project, so I can give a better opinion on it, right? And my thing is... Like if you look at what Lior is doing, there's a couple of things that I give me comfort. One is that he's super pot committed to the brand, to the mutant brand, to the BAYC brand. Like he's he's committed. So that kind of we we always run a risk with creators of creating something and rug pulling and disappearing and that kind of stuff. And I feel that, you know, his entry into this is so deep rooted into into the collection and the brand and all this, like that, that risk is minimized. Number one, number two, like that initial mint that they did with the mutant cartel, like uh, oath NFT, they did a 0.1. It's trading like about two X that, which in a bear market is, is notable, but it's, it was only like 2000 pieces or so. So it was only like a couple hundred ETH. So I asked him like, okay, like when I look at the content that he's created and the animation and the art and all that stuff, it looks to me to be more than 200 ETH worth of work. So I asked him about like, where is it? How is this being funded? And he said there was a seed round. Uh, they, they had some seed funding. Now looking back at like the interview, I, I missed the opportunity to ask deeper on that. Like who's seed funding that and that kind of stuff. So I regret that. Um, but we also asked him, like, okay, like, what is what did he do with that money? What is he doing with the money from this mint, which is substantially more, and all of this stuff? Um, but ultimately, like, for me, now it's a question of there's two scenarios, like, for me. So I am I am gonna do the pre-mint for the the two pieces that I have access to. But then it becomes a question of like, okay, do I also want to try to trade it for profit? Because those two pieces, like I'm just going to hold to see where this goes because ultimately it aligns with a lot of my other investments. It aligns with my investments in the other side, Coda, the mutant, the dog. And like it aligns with that. They're already going to be participating in other side. And there seems like ahead of the game and a lot of people on that. So those pieces I'm going to hold. But like then there's a question of, okay, do I think that it's a good um, – investment to buy a bunch more and try to sell them for profit and that's kind of hard to say because i don't know how relevant it will be to people outside of the mutant and and bake communities and i also don't know in this market like that anything can really sustain that well so that's kind of i to me it's going to come down to what happens in terms of what mit, what gets minted so it's like ten thousand pieces going to get minted so we know that bake and mutant and dogs are going to get a chance but when that's done and it goes to public mint it's going to be like okay how many is left over if there's fewer left over that might give me more motivation to want to get access to those public mint ones because i feel like there's that's a show of more demand 
But if there's a whole bunch left over for public mint, I think then we're more exposed to what's been happening in the space, which is just a lot of flipping, probably a quick early peak and then a dump, right? So I'm going to wait and see like what happens throughout the, the course of these mint days to make a final decision on whether to try to grab a bunch more and flip them or not. Okay. Yeah, I'm still bearish uh, facts. He's not building a community. He's renting a community. He's just renting the Bored Apes. Uh, Gordon Goner, you know, he must be in his back pocket. You know, we've seen Gordon pump and dump collection after collection after collection. Well, it's whatever. He's entitled to it. Um, but, I mean, do you, it tells me that he can't build a community. Why does he have to target? Actually, I know why he has to target. Just, um, so it's a 0.2510K. Is the public the same as the whitelist? Yeah, the price is the same. It's just a priority a matter of when they get to mint. Okay. Machi, you're minting all 100 of yours? Um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know yet. Really? Yeah. You're, you're actually considering not minting all 100? Hmm. I don't know. It's a bear market. I'm going to check shit out. Yeah. What? You're definitely minting all 100. And then I'm going to see listed by Machi Big Brother, listed by Machi Big Brother, listed. By, uh, yeah, we'll, re we'll reconvene this whole conversation post May. I I'm going to love it. Uh, I'm going to hold all the Yuga MFers that said they were hella bullish. when they're Look, I've seen this play out time and time again. Uh, everyone's bullish until they can sell. Then it's all, oh, you know, I got to protect my investments. You know, I got to protect my capital. Uh, you know, I've got a, I got a DCA out, not DCA in. What's up, facts? I mean, to the point of like, why can't he build his community? Like, that's the thing. Like, he feels like this is his community. He invested big into the community already. And he wants to have a piece of creative process and expansion of his own out of the community. And I think that that is like the opportunity that is like the least capitalized on in the space. We all wait for people to do the next drop and feed us the next content. And that's great for most majority of people. But I think there does need to be more like builders off of these communities and within these kind of like help tell the story, you know, that's, so I think it is his community. I mean, that, why would he create a new community? It's like a, it's a community within a community. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the board eight rents club time and time again, do this play. It's not, he's not doing anything. I've seen it. Facts like, okay. Let me ask you facts. What would you be a buyer at at secondary? Like, let's say you have no Yuga assets, you've got to buy it on secondary because you're some. There's something about this project, even though the art's ass. Uh, there's no utility. It's just a board ape derivative. Um, the founder only no no gain notoriety through a purchase, not off of his thoughts and ideas. Okay, with all that out now, what would drive you? Uh, let's say you had no allow list. You had to buy it on the secondary. What would be like, holy shit, I need, a, I need in? Yeah, so if I felt like I wanted to get in, obviously I'd be watching the public mint. And if the public, I mean, I got to see if there's like gas war potential there or not. And there, so there's situations where people will be able to get the public mint. Or if it ends up to be a gas war, people will get frustrated if they don't get get it but fortunately gas is low right now so hopefully it doesn't you know it doesn't hurt harm anybody there but then post mint like i you know if it comes out the gate 
and it's like running from 0.25 up to 0.5, like 0.3, 0.4. I'd probably snipe it. If it gets above 0.5, I'd probably have take pause. If it comes out, it's like an ETH or something like that. I'd just be like, oh man, like I'm, I just wouldn't buy it. Okay, you'd, you'd, you'd be exiting at one. So you have, that's your exit? If I, if I buy more on the public mint, like let's just say for the sake of discussion, like let's say I buy uh, four of them and I spend an ETH, I'm able to get four for an ETH. Yeah, I think like one ETH would be a great exit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you're saying he's, he should be able to rinse the Board Ape Rinse Club because his notoriety within that collection. Well, I don't know if you know this. I'm the number one mutant ape holder. Um, I'm going to start up the mutant other side land. Are you interested, Fact? I'm going to do uh, 10K for 0.125. I'm going to do half his price. Um, Hell yeah, half- I'm interested, bro. I've been trying to tell you, like, let me help you fucking d- drop like a sick collection and develop that stuff for you. Absolutely okay. interested. Every if you respond to your DM, if you respond to my DMs, you just ignore me, bro. You know, that's where oh, trust me. You don't take it personal, dude. I don't answer anyone. Uh, but people take it personal that I don't answer. I'm like, it, it's it, in my bio. I do not answer DMs. There's just too many of them facts, and I don't feel like I'll waste all my time. I'm like, dude, just ask me publicly, and then we'll just go from there. Like, there's really no point in, in private conversation anymore. It's just it's it's beyond taxing. I'm falling off. Um, I'm not even replying publicly now. I mean, I've I've scaled back so far. My it's 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 definitely taking its toll. You know, you got the barks of the world just ripping up. You know, he's coming up. He's fucking replying 50,000 fucking times a day. He's got fucking spaces when he's not even on spaces talking about. This guy is working 26 hours out of the 24 hours in the day. I don't know how he's fucking doing it. Um, I don't know how he's doing it, but kudos to Bark. And I, I just don't, um, facts, I don't, if you ask me publicly, like this type of comment. So you want to do a, a collection together? Uh, I'm thinking, so what I'm thinking, look. We've got the, no one's capitalized on mutant other side land. I mean, is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. I have a mutant land and I, and I, and I think that, uh, <laughs> fuck you, man. Oh, fuck you, Alex. Fuck you, man. What? No, I'm serious. Look, they're capitalizing on the hounds. Uh, the last, look. What's the difference? More, we've got one What's more derivative we can hit. Well, you got one more derivative we can hit. They've derivative everything else. Look, the other no one's no one's thought this out. And matter of fact, you know they've got one hundred thousand pieces of that other. So we could even we could even do like point one one hundred thousand, and then we can we can print more off like the federal fucking reserve. I mean they've got a hundred thousand more other side lands rolling out. We can do that too. This is what I, mean, I would do. You know what they haven't done yet? They haven't mutated the mutants. We could do mutant mutants, like just mutate them a little bit further. No, uh, I think that what you should do is. You should have an army of lizards that are there to fucking attack and jack people in the other side. I think that you should use that PFP and that IP that you have, and you should create like a wild collection, an army uh, that is like, you know, nobody knows what they're going to do next, but they're definitely going to be there causing problems in the other side. Hey, wait, 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 wait. What problems have we ever caused? I, think I didn't say we, we, we caused problems. This is a creative concept for moving forward. And, and secondly, I hate these fucking lizards. Um, the, exactly. The so are, does are everybody else. So yeah, does everybody good. else. Good. I'm glad we got that over with. Um, if anyone buys a lizard because that's, I don't support your purchase. Uh, if anyone, I'm actually going to say you're an idiot. That's where I'm at. I mean, I hate those fucking founders. Absolutely tragic. Um, 
They're tragic, dude. They're, the, the lasers don't even react with this account. They don't fucking do anything. First of all, they don't do anything anyway, so uh, they're irrelevant. So I do think we have a shot here at the other side. We can, look, we can do the Board Ape Rents Club uh, other side derivative land. So you're, you're not interested in a 100,000 piece 0.1 ETH that gives you access to the, mute, the, the, the second version. You're gonna, so, okay, you meant the 100,000 for 0.1 ETH. You're gonna get access to another 100,000 piece for another 0.1 ETH. So think about this. That's enough 0.1 ETH to give everyone in the world 0.6 ETH. I mean, facts, isn't that something you wanna be a participant in? I don't think those tokenomics line up, my friend. All right. Well, you tell me what project you had in mind, and we can we can pontificate it over spaces. I think it's very interesting to learn. Like, I can tell you where you're going to fuck it up. You can tell me where I'm going to fuck it up, and we can all learn faster. And people will comment on these spaces, and I'll just – dude, I just – I'm a I'm an information maxi. I just suck up information. I'm like a little sponge. Uh, just people that's, – that's the one thing I love about Twitter, the amount of information you can – Intake, it's it's an overload. It's like trying to drink from a fire hose every fucking day, you know. Yeah, you what so uh, what are you, what are your IP rights on that PFP? What? I'm not doing any type of collection around this PFP. Are you fucking crazy? That's the most valuable NFT you own. Oh, it's wait, you how do you know about you you wallet watching homie? What's up? Yeah, I think that's that that that's worth a lot. You've put a lot of time and energy into creating uh, Shill and Villain, and that's the character. And I think that it has a lot of value. Okay, um, I'm glad you think it has a lot of value. I just come on Twitter. I talk to humans. I come on Twitter, uh, listen to humans. I don't know if that's work or energy. Uh, apparently, talking to humans is a lot of work, a lot of energy, a lot of grinding goes into what's going on. Uh, I mean, facts. You're out here grinding, dude. What, what's your what's your motives? What are my motives? Well, what happened is um, my, initially my motives were to try to make some money flipping NFTs and that, and that happened. But then the problem with that was it was like almost too good to be true, the ROI. And now I'm here trying to figure out like, okay, that ROI is no longer present at the moment, right? And But I'm still here because I'm not going anywhere. And so while I'm here, like, let me participate in the other creative opportunities that are here. And I feel like I have enough experience and knowledge about what's going on that I can also advise. So I'm advising some clients and trying to help clients that want to deploy NFTs, do it like in the right way or hopefully in a successful way. Um, and otherwise, like... I I really uh, enjoy public speaking and like just meeting people and networking. Like, dude, when it comes to like who who you should have on a space, it's like people that engage, man, engage on the timeline. Like, that's the weird thing about some of the influencers, quote unquote, like of of you know this space is like the, you'll see them on spaces and they'll they'll talk and they'll chill and they'll you know act like it's just the best time in the world, but then they might not engage outside of that. And I think that that's kind of bizarre. Um, like, so if you guys see, like I tend to engage a lot and so, yeah, man, I'm here learning, getting educated, uh, also working a little bit on the side and, um, I'm doing a podcast as well, creating content and hopefully going to be here on the next bull run to make a lot of money, see what happens with the other side, see what we can build out there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so you said you're helping projects try to become successful. Is that how, how are you doing? Are you like an advisor to projects? I didn't know you were doing this. Yeah, so like for example, 
there's a shoe manufacturer uh, called Equalize, E-Q-L-Z. And these guys are like a full stack shoe manufacturer and they, they've been making shoes and now they're interested to get into web three. And like, like anytime a business is interested to get into web three, like the first question is how do we do that? And so that's where we start is answering those questions, setting up kind of like A to Z. And basically our team at good month is developing try cake app, try cake app is dropping this quarter and it's basically meant for business-to-business development of Web3 projects, NFT projects. It's kind of A to Z. Try to make it easy. Easy as cake. And, uh, yeah, we have some experience behind that. So back to this Equalize, like, they dropped a, a slide. It's pretty sick. And right away, you were able to redeem the NFT for a physical. So, like, it shipped within three days. So, like, look, dude, these MFers that have been waiting for these boxes to open from Artifact for months, and now they can't even get these shoes in the U.S. Like, dude, that is a joke to me, bro. These guys, we dropped the NFT, and as soon as you got it, you could redeem it, and we shipped that shoe within three days anywhere in the world. Like, <laughs> there's no excuse, dude. There's no excuse, and so, like, that sounds like FUD, man, and people don't like to hear it, but that's facts. So, like, if we can do something within the first week of launch that you can't do after months after collecting so much money, like, that's just unacceptable, you know? And so that's the kind of mistakes we're trying to help people avoid. Would you consider uh, CloneX, I guess, are you referring to CloneX right now? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm referring to, like, this monolith uh you know, secondary would, or would you consider that project to be a success yeah i mean clonex is a success uh for sure it generated a lot of revenue um it, it has a lot of community members you know a lot of people are excited about it you know personally i never really cared for the art and uh when they re when they uh were acquired or whatever happened there by nike like what happened on the timeline and and kind of how they did their mint and how they, there was fun. And then the way they, the founders responded to it, like I didn't really care for, for that. And so I kind of just been not into it at all. Uh, yeah. Clonex one of my, my favorite ones. I think success is always going to be subjective facts. Um, like would you consider, what do you consider like selling out an, a collection to be a success? That's a good question because you got to look at it from two sides. Like, of course it's successful if the, to mint out a collection um, because you're generating income, but depending on what you're trying to do, right? So like, for example, with that golf tour, there's a project called Baz NFT and it's, it's not fully minted out. And the founder, like when I, I first asked him that, I was like, Hey, aren't you concerned? Like we should incentivize, do something to like help mint this out. And he's like, no, no, I want there to be mints available so that as the probably nothing cup tours around the country and more people learn about it, they can get into it at the ground floor and there's mints available for them to get in. So then they get in and they get one and then they're part of that community and they get access to these golf events and whatever else comes with it. And for him, like that was more important to build that community than to like generate some hype mint that's not sustainable. And you get a bunch of people holding it that don't even, aren't even interested in golf. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, so I still just, yes or no. 
Do you think selling out is a success? Does that make a project successful? In general, yes. Okay. Bar's low for your levels of success. Okay. What, okay. what if it sells out and goes under mint? Would you still consider it a success? Um, I think it's relative. Like, I think if it goes to zero, no. But if it's a manageable level where it's not like down, you know, 95%, then I think it still has potential for success. And it's kind of too early to say. Okay. What if it mints out and the founder rugs? They take all the mint funds, leave the Discord, uh, destroy the Twitter. Would you consider that to be a success? No. That sounds like a rug. Okay. Um, What if it sells out? And it goes six times mint price. That's a sign of success. Yeah, I mean, that's a sign of success. So what if they, okay, what if we combine the two? What if the founder rugs the project, takes all the mint funds, and the collection is still worth six times the mint price? Would you consider that project to be a success? Yeah, depending on the intent of the project and depending on like the roadmap, whether it existed or not, and whether the roadmap was achieved or not. Okay, well, that's the rep. That's the, this PFP. I don't know how the fuck this man. It's, it's, dude, they can't even. I was an inv- I'm going to take credit for this. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm taking full credit, not for the rug part. I'm taking the, for the credit that this shit never once ever in its entirety of, of existence, of all the blockchain, never once went under mint. Uh, I don't know if you know the price action of this shit facts this shit went up 45x 4,500 percent uh two days after mint it was the number one traded nft on all blockchains combined including your favorite blockchain ethereum um and then the founder proceeded to take the mint funds um leave discord and then just make a mockery of the twitter he took the twitter handle and just shit posting all over the, and it's like is that a success uh no it's not in my mind some people would say you know going 45 times mint price would be a success. Not, not in Alex's book. Your levels of success, facts, you saying selling out a success. I mean, the bar has been buried under the ground 10 more feet. I mean, absolute. Never want to work with you, facts. I'm glad we got that out of the way. You know, you want to work on a project, Alex. Yeah, if it sells out, it's a success. Fuck that, dude. Uh, if it's not going 45X, don't at me. Like, literally, do not fucking at me. Don't DM me. Don't fucking tag me. Don't even put my name in your fucking mouth. All right, Dup, I want to pass it over to you. Rug brother. I mean, rug brother, rug brother, rug brother. Uh, what's your levels? No, I don't want to know you're about to. Te- Why are you still here, bro? I mean, you're a teacher. You should be teaching. Worry about yourself. I, I, I like to use uh, company time to, to sit between classes. and. Why are you classroom so, watching him, bro? Yeah, yeah. Dude, like, what, what, the, what the principal don't know won't hurt him, right? So uh, let me hang out, listen. Uh, fud some projects, uh, talk about bozo apes, um, f- fumbling a bag, and we could talk about bozo apes until the bear market. We could talk about. I mean, there's so many bozo. Look at FFV with his hand up. <laughs> Look I mean, at all. I'm going to rug it on they him. He doesn't even know, know it. Like we're already 15 minutes past. He doesn't see the rug coming. I thought I was getting rugged. Honestly, I was like, oh no, fuck. no, absolutely. Okay. Dude, I like hearing from a, a rug brother. Yeah, I, I mean, you gave up on us for a, a little bit. You, I mean, actually, you did switch to an ETH rug. So. That's oh yeah I did I did I did switch back maybe I'll go back to that ETH rug uh, so so Dup you you're just here because you like to hear from other people in Web three I mean do you think there's more valuable information on Web three versus Web two? Uh, sometimes I, it's fun though this is this is really fun like I just like hanging out talking um, I guess wasting my time tweeting or, or grinding I mean um, 
I don't know, dude. It's, That's got to be the biggest red flag when someone says, uh, and it's, it's grinding. It's the worst, dude, when I, when I see from like major accounts, like, oh, they're grinding, like, oh, like, fucking, you need to take time off. Like, shut the fuck up. You need to take time off, MF. You took a five day break. You took a vacation. I mean, what do you want me to do, Dup? You know, that's what happened when we talk about NFTs. We're not allowed to talk about it. Look, now we've got Yuga all over our ass. They're like, well, we'll host a space without you, Alex. We don't fucking need you. And they host a space, and they're talking to themselves. I mean, it's just a big old circle jerk. I looked at it like, oh, everyone was Yuga in there. They're like, yeah, let's say we're going to fucking pump this. You know, they're exiting. They're exiting. I mean, Dup, are you excited for this? Are you like, man, I can't wait for these motherfuckers to men out. I'm running to the open sea secondary to fucking sweep these things. Are you ready for it? I will never buy a board ape derivative off secondary. Um, if I'm early and I get the mint or I get some supply like airdrop to me, I'll, I'll definitely touch it and sell it. And that's the only thing I'm doing. Um, I would not touch a derivative of a ape project for secondary. I would not. That's wasting money. That's like burning money. So. Okay. Well, we got we got some Yuga people up here. Um, we they probably have a more insightful thought. On, on about this project. I mean, we got FFV up here. I'm sure you can break down the need for this exact NFT collection. Um, I'm going to pass it over to FFV. FFV, do you think we need a Board Ape Rents Club derivative? Wait, before you go to him, before... before-